and welcome to episode 5 of Duels, Decks, and Discourse with myself, Alias, and... I'm Amy the Amazonian. <laughs> Today's oh episode... Boy. Oh boy. Yes. Oh boy. I oh want to say, say something first. Okay, go for it. We have a lot of planeswalkers to talk about. We do, we do indeed. As you can see behind us, over here, over there, uh, there are these lovely stained glass panels. So we have a Wait, lot... Did you, did you superimpose us on the... Yeah, we're on the... the well, we're not on the panels. We're just behind them. I've got oh. the... Put the thing up behind us. Oh, I can't see what she sees, so it's okay. Uh, I we'll, just assume it's wonderful and it that is you guys wonderful. can all see a Johnny and his squirrel friend. Where is a Johnny and his squirrel friend? Hang on. Uh, he's I'm like curious. in the middle oh, there of he is. the big compilation. Oh shit, he does actually have squirrels. I know. Looks like he's rocking some Selesnia uh buddies over there. Yes. You can see uh he's got a guy riding a cat or a wolf on his side. It's, cool. oh, it's kind of weird if somebody's riding a cat like next to a Johnny. <laughs> that would be that's, like, that's insensitive. <laughs> it's like riding a horse next to a centaur. I feel like there's something weird about that. There's something a little weird about that, but you know what? It's okay. So what we're talking about today, friends, is of course the War of the Spark. Uh, the confirmation that there will be 36 planeswalkers in uh, in War of the Spark. So. That's and that's pretty big. We usually have maybe three, three or four planeswalkers in a set. This is crazy. Yeah, I think someone someone mentioned the last set that had the most planeswalkers was six, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, thirty six. Wild. Yeah, thirty six planeswalkers. Um, most of them are ones that we've seen in the last few years, but there's some ones that are coming back from. Uh, from far beyond the lore, yeah. uh, including my personal favorite, Tybalt, the T most useless planeswalker. Oh, Tybalt is the little horny man, yeah? That sounds yeah, bad, so Tybalt, but yes. Uh, you can see him, he's, a, he's a, all in red, he's surrounded by imps and his yeah. stained glass art. Uh, he's very handsome and he is a very horny boy, um, <laughs> but most importantly, he is well known for having the most useless Planeswalker card. Was so, he uh, was he the one where you draw a card and then discard at random? Yes. <laughs> okay. So he he was the one that people <laughs> jokingly collect. Uh, I've run into a, a couple different people that have trade binders that are just full of Tybalt's saying, ah, you know, the price will spike eventually. It won't. <laughs> he, he will always be useless. That's pretty funny though, I wouldn't lie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping that he is the most powerful Planeswalker in this set and he takes down Nico Bolas. That would be pretty dope. I mean, of all the planeswalkers currently, who is most likely to take him down? I think it'd be pretty cool if it were like Garuk, because he's not actually on all this this yeah, big stained, stained glass piece. But his whole thing right now is hunting planeswalkers. Oh, right. And we've also got cool. uh, was it Soren is is freed from the rock that he was he was stuck in because he's on the stained glass. Where is Soren? Oh, is he the uh, is he the one like screeching backwards with his with his sword? He's the one who's got his face covered in blood because he's a nasty lad. Yeah, he's a vampire, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, so the reason I'm asking so many noobish questions is because I only know about a year's worth of lore. So Amy is the uh, expert in this. Oh, I don't department. know the lore. I just well, you I know the like, characters at least. Like yes. I look at half of these and I'm just like, I have no idea who you are. Well, thankfully, you do get to know. Like we we have a bunch of. Recent planeswalkers in yeah, here yeah. too, Watley and Sahili. Yeah, and uh, I recognize those. That's cool. The who's, the, who's the who's the black the guy in black with the like whirly discs? Looks like he's Where spinning plates. He? Uh, second row, on the right. 
Uh, is it like the, the three <clears throat> white circle or the four white circles around yeah. them? Yeah, who's that? Um, so that is Teo Verrata, but I don't actually know anything about who that character is. I think it's a character that might not have seen a card before. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, mm. So um, I am just looking up right now very quickly. He is a planeswalker shield mage from an undisclosed oh. planes per the wiki. Okay. That nice. means we have no idea who the heck he is. <laughs> well, I'm quite excited. I think this is gonna. It's. I think it, this set might feel a little similar to Dominaria with the their inclusion of the legendaries in each pack, because yeah, I don't think people should. Planeswalkers. No, I know they're planeswalkers, but I don't think they're gonna be that good. I don't think we're gonna have like Karn or Teferi level coolness in each oh, pack. Oh no, of course not. I actually heard we might be getting uncommon planeswalkers. Yeah. We're definitely going to be getting rare planeswalkers because there's no way they could have this many mythics. Yeah, so they'll probably have the like the, the Gatewatch. Is that what they're called? The Gatewatch? The main. Uh, yeah, like the main boys. Like yeah, the Jason main good guys and the main bad guys will be. Uh, will probably be the mythics. Uh, that's what I. That's presume. my guess as well. Yeah. Um, that. There will be a set of the most powerful ones. And probably if, if we get Bolas and his crew of Planeswalkers, they mm. will be strong. So like Vraska and Dovin, they may also be mythics on uh, the bad guy's side. I have a question. Who is the yes. green one that looks like Bolas? Uh, one that's... Oh, that, that might be Ugin. Uh, right. The like, very pretty dragon yeah, yeah. Um, standing upright. That is uh, Ugin or uh, Ugin spirit dragon. Okay. I thought that He's, one was uh, dead. Yeah, me too. But apparently, he's a spirit. <laughs> maybe so it's okay. oh, okay. Maybe they come back from the death and like, yeah. Well, apparently, he die. He just exists in all timelines. Somebody tried to explain this to me. <laughs> I will say though, these arts are amazing, and I if know. they don't use them elsewhere, I'll be sad about it. I want these printed and up on my walls because they are just so freaking oh, yeah. good. I want prints of about oh, half of so these, good. Yeah. especially some of the planeswalkers that. You know, I, I want to see more of yeah. like Chandra. I always love seeing more Chandra. Uh, it's really exciting to get, you know, like Angrath coming back. Yeah. I want to see Angrath being a big angry cowman and saying, <laughs> you locked me and Watley and Vona on. I know Vona's not a planeswalker, but you locked us on uh, Ixalan and now we're pissed. <laughs> oh, and, gosh. By the way, there's also some planeswalkers on here that were from like the international sets so there oh, yeah. were these like planeswalker decks that were printed uh featuring i want to say they were uh east asian artists and uh there's one guy who is really cool because he has a dog that also must be a planeswalker because it plans to walk with him what uh, that's yeah, cool jang yangu uh, oh yeah you see He's, he's the guy with the staff, and there's a little puppy behind him. Oh, I know nothing about him other than he was from one of oh, the yeah. uh, international oh, printings, and that he has a dog, and the dog must also be a planeswalker. It's like a corgi. I like it. Nice. Well, that's very exciting, and uh, mm -hmm. spoiler season's coming up soon as well, so uh, chances are Amy and I will both be having cards. We're getting cards to reveal, so... Keep an eye out on our channels for that. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm not going there. to lie. I have already begged Wizards of the Coast to let me spoil a Krenko if there is a Krenko. <laughs> Please, this is our last chance. We're going to be leaving Ravnica again. <laughs> I have no idea who that is, but good. He, he is oh, a very oh, he, good no, I do know. Boy. He's the Goblin. Yes, you you showed you mentioned it, and I googled him, and he is a, yes, I remember the Goblin man. All right, He's a wonderful lad. <laughs> 
Sweet. Otherwise, what else is on the cards today? Mythic Invitational's coming up. Amy, are you getting nervous? Yeah, I mean, I've been nervous for like two months, but now I'm more nervous. <laughs> I have to... Uh, I have to submit my deck list, my oh, initial yeah. deck list, though I have until March 20th to finalize them. Okay. Uh, kind of terrifying to even like send them an email like, these are my deck lists. Um, they're, <laughs> they're not the final ones, but I guess they're okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll, be, it'll be fine. You're a good player. You, yes, you've shown several times that you are uh, you're capable of going toe to toe with the big boys. So just yes, but it's a double elimination tournament, so yep. there's a huge element of luck. Um, that is true. I was actually thinking about it the other day because someone was saying, you know, all the 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 pros stand like the best chance of winning. You know, you got your Autumn Burchettes, you got all the other like really really strong players, but it's not mm -hmm. best of three. So no, and it's RNG not is going to play. No, it's not. So it's not like you can lose two and be fine. No. <laughs> you lose two, you're out. <laughs> nope, you lose one, you go to a loser's bracket. You yeah. lose two, well, you lost out of a loser's bracket. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm probably going to be taking some punchy decks uh, with me, but punchy. I am expecting to make it only partway through the, the tournament because just like luck-wise, it's four days long. If I make it through two, that's awesome. But if I flop out at two... That's also fine, and uh, I'll be cosplaying at PAX, most nice. likely, oh, do wearing tell. some magic cards. Fantastic. Are you going to wear your sublands, by any chance? Uh, there might be some sublands used for the costume. I'm okay. basing my costume off an amalgamate of Watley, yeah. uh, the Planeswalker, and Jasoth, the uh, Elder Dinosaur. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because I, I love them, and... I didn't want to just draw from one of them, so I'm drawing from both of them. Even though it'll be pretty much unrecognizable because it's made out of cards. True. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, though. I can't wait to see that. So uh, make sure you take lots of pictures and send them along. Oh, I will. <laughs> and I'm also going to try to fit in some paper magic while I'm at PAX because Good. there's going to be a lot there. There's going to be a PAX championship, um, which... I believe the first person, the like first place person from that goes to the Mythic Championship. Not the Mythic Invitational, but just the next oh, MC. Okay. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It is. I didn't it's, even know uh, about that. It's, I mean, it's another way to get into one of these big leagues. So that's awesome. I was quite curious though, because I was having a look at the PAX schedule and I didn't see anything about the wizard stuff on there. No magic. That's because it's, 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 a, it's a whole different area. Typically, mm. the convention hall is laid out. There's this big pit that you can go into, and that's where all of the video games are. You have the main developers in the front, like the AAA games, and you have the indie games in the middle. Then you have the board games in the back, and then you have a huge area okay. where magic gets played. Uh, there's board game tournaments back there. Uh, th this convention, by the way, is gigantic it's usually like seventy thousand people attending Jeez. so i take it you've yeah. been to a few of these <laughs> i've been to all of the past holy crap <laughs> um, we will we only had one year where we weren't in this convention center and it was a lot smaller for the first year and then it was absolutely gigantic and sold out every single year beyond that bloody hell nice well it sounds like it's gonna be a good time i am very excited to see what happens and uh, obviously, yeah. wish you the best of luck, you and Merchant. Thank I hope you. you guys kick ass and take names and go uh, complexity. We got to rep complexity. Oh, yeah. One of us has to do well. Yes. Well, all right, I shouldn't say that. If we don't do well, we're going to have fun otherwise. Because yeah. I'm going to show them all the coolest nerd spots in Boston. <laughs> I hope he likes crab fishing. Oh, my God.
Oh, yeah, my crab yeah. fishing spot, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's about half a mile away from the convention center. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I have a guy who can store my crabbing gear during the convention if I need him to. Awesome. But it's probably going to be freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds sounds interesting. I've, I've never been crab fishing. Just, just put it out there. <laughs> it's very slow. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> Oh, let's go on to Meta Minute. What's cracking in the best of one and best of three? Have you been playing any lately? I have. I've been in the best of one queue exclusively. Nice. You know, the Mythic Invitational and also yes. Jank. Good practice. Um, <laughs> so yes, I, I wrote up some notes for the Meta Minute. I yeah. said it's a mono blue tempest out there. Nice little plan words. <laughs> everybody is running mono blue. It's true. It's I've been seeing more mono blue, less mono red. So I've been seeing more and more Siren Storm Tamers, fewer and fewer Fanatical Firebrand. Oh, I think because one of them tends to do a little better than the other. Yeah, I've been having or the opposite experience. That. I've been seeing a lot of a lot of mono red and like oh. in between a few a few mono blues. What else have I been seeing a lot of? Um, I- so Esper. Uh, Esper is still quite yes. prevalent, even in best of one. Best of three, Esper I think that's probably everywhere. the best. Um, it's strong. Yeah, um, it's strong. There's so much removal, counter spells, board wipes. It's really the board wipes that kill me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like those at all. I've had a few instances where I'm just like, please, no Kaya's Wrath. Dead. <laughs> ah. I've there started running board. more sources of indestructible and creatures that have board survivability. Yeah, um, like the one-for-one so creatures. So t- well, one of the things I've noticed a whole bunch of people playing, so Merchant, uh, who we mentioned before, he's another member of Complexity, he made a video about black-white angels. It's kind of a black-white good stuff deck that happens to be running angels. Oh yeah, I encountered uh, one of those today. <laughs> yeah, so I've been encountering a whole bunch of those, and it makes a lot of sense because the angels are strong. You have lifelink potential, which means you can survive the mono red and other burn decks. Um, you get first strike off Lyra, uh, and you can survive board wipes because angel uh, of the seraph or seraph, seraph of the scales. Of the scales yeah. There we go, seraph of the scales. <laughs> um, she can still exist after a board wipe. She turns yeah. into those two spirits and two one ones is. Better than no creatures at all. I've noticed a lot of um, a lot of uh, decks are running flyers now, um, yes. just because no one else seems to be running them. Um, I mean, the Saltide guys are running the Crawl Harpooners just to get rid of any pesky pigeons that are flying over their heads. Well, it's it's the yeah. mono blue counter strategy, as you say. Oh, mm. what's this? You flying overhead? Poke. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, anything else that you've noticed or? strangely in the uh, uh, best one best I three. have noticed some very strange things i've noticed a bunch of sultai players that are experimenting oh yeah and we actually ran into one on my stream yesterday we ran into a sultai player who wasn't just playing explore a couple board wipes some good stuff he was also playing moldrotha oh yeah yeah and i've seen a bunch of people that were also uh splashing in things that were in blue that weren't just hydroid crisis oh which is, okay really nice to see because it means that people are trying to break out of that shell of just oh i'm exploring for the life gain i'm getting these big creatures i'm bringing them back in the graveyard this is vivian blah 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 yeah now i'm actually i'm seeing other big creatures coming out i actually saw one that was 
using Vanifar to reanimate some creatures to oh. get multiple explore triggers. That was pretty cool. That is kind of cool. I like seeing these cards that are like very, very strong, you know, in the right meta, in the right decks, but like weaseling their way into uh, the current game. So I think that's right. I think I'm glad that people are experimenting still and it's not just stock standard. Oh, me smork face, go sideways, win. Yeah, but I love to me smork face. Yeah, I've been yeah. running a cool deck and oh, it's 100%. Been surprisingly well because people are like, what is trample? <laughs> I don't understand. And they're like, I can't attack with my banalish marshal. It's not big enough. And I'm just sitting there with my big green red guy just like, <laughs> I'm thick. <laughs> Have you seen that weird bug where your creature faces you and it's yes, about to attack? Especially if you're playing Tristani and oh, like everything flips around or like somebody hijacks your creature yeah. or they act up choosing your creature and then it's facing like the attack arrow is still facing towards you yeah. even though it's I'm just like are you gonna hit me in the face do I attack here who's killing who <laughs> top 10 anime betrayals top 10 anime betrayals is when people take my Lyra and they use it to hit my own face <laughs> I actually did that in a in a draft someone uh discarded their Lyra for some reason, and I had Eldest Reborn on the board. And immediately following that, there was a, oops. <laughs> I was like, I mean, thank you. I've been there before, especially yeah. I've, I once had two Lyra in hand, and I was like, I gotta let one of you go. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Poor things. Anyway, friends, that's gonna do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for watching. This is, of course, brought to you by TCGPlayer.com. You should go check them out. All the decks that we played will be down below, so make sure you go clicky the linky. And, uh, yes. You gotta click my links. Yes, try out our good shenanigans that we booped snoots with efficiently today. Amy, any last words for our viewers? Yes. We didn't show it off, but you should all try out a lumbering battlement combo deck. Why? Because it's funny. Why? Because it's an infinite combo. Why? Because, I don't know, it's like you take a lumbering battlement, which is a beast, and then you stack it on top of another beast, and then you put another beast on top of that beast, and whoa, the one on the bottom loses its balance, and they fall down, and then you have to start stacking them back up again. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Worth playing that deck. Alrighty, friends. On that note, thank you so much for watching. We love you. We leave you. Bye-bye. Uh,